I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 98 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio with Seppin and a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think we have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the toast of New York City, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hey, Mike. How are you? Tired. You're on a delay, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little tired. Uh, last night while you were here uh, playing with your pud, I was, I was, I was playing New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which of us had a better time, though? That's the question. We'll find out a little later on. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we are recording on Sunday. Uh, you had a big Saturday night in New York City. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, we had great feedback on the last episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing, about our lowest moments. We heard from uh, our friends at the OVP podcast. I heard from Peter Winston, who had nice things to say, from Greetings from Allentown, that podcast. Make sure you go uh, look them up or him up. I've been stockpiling my uh, my Greetings from Allentown for the last couple of weeks so I can listen to those when I go out to Vegas next weekend. There you go. It's a, a very good listen, very entertaining, and he goes off on wild tangents, but it all comes together in the end over there in Greetings from Allentown. And uh, we also heard from another dumb Mark. That's his name. I'm not, it's not something I'm labeling him. <laughs> he is at another dumb Mark on Twitter. He had it's kind a, of what I started to label you, but <laughs> we'll talk about that too in a second. Uh, Zeke at Zeke Dane had nice things to say. Thank you, Zeke. And of course, the executive producer TK at T Hog ninety four always puts us over out there on the tweeters. Talking about low moments as we did last week. Randall Keo at Randall Keo on Twitter said the lowest point in Brian Malonis's life is when at Crocsock said, let's start a podcast. <laughs> no, that's not true. I asked Mike to join the podcast. That is true. And then, yeah, then it was the lowest point. Yeah, that, 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 that was because that was my last resort. <laughs> Everybody else good was already taken. <laughs> yeah, so you said on Twitter, you're dubbing me Hot Take Mike Crockett. Is that yes, correct? that's you, Hot Take. Can't wait to see what comes out of your mouth today. <laughs> but there are no nicknames for you yet. This is still... Work in progress. Yeah, yeah, we're still the kingpin for now. The well is dried up in terms of people coming up with names for you. <laughs> Business as usual for the moment. Okay, but there is uh, a Mastodon T-shirt I did see on Pro Wrestling Tees. If you search Brian Malonis, your store isn't up yet. Really? If <laughs> BrianMalonis.com does not lead you to your store on Pro Wrestling Tees, <laughs> really? but if you do a search of Brian Malonis on Pro Wrestling Tees, the new Mastodon T-shirt does come up. I believe you can order it. So uh, wow. we have that going for us anyway. Or going <laughs> yeah, for you. yeah. I don't know why the store's not up yet. That's so funny, but 
I don't know. I don't know how things work over there. I'm just grateful to have one, and once it's full-blown, then people can go. But hey, yeah, go search and buy one. And eventually, the wrestling podcast about nothing, Curtain Jerker t-shirt, will be on that store as well. Yeah, and, and an oldie but a goodie coming back in a slightly different variation as well. Yes, yeah, so make sure you keep an eye out. Visit daily, com to see <laughs> the store. If yeah, the we'll, we'll, make a, we'll make a big deal. At least I will make a big deal about it once it's all official and everything's good to go over there. Speaking about big deals, Kingpin, I'm getting really good with these Tony S. segues. Episode 100, two episodes away, just a couple weeks from now, we are doing episode 100 of the wrestling podcast about nothing, an amazing milestone. And to celebrate, we're going to let you guys beat us up a little bit. The WPAN Roast will be episode 100 of this very podcast. We need you to call the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. If you're another podcast or a friend of ours listening, call. If you're a fan, call. We've got a couple already. Thank you to those people who have called. Or I don't know if I will thank you. I haven't listened to them yet. <laughs> Maybe I won't be thanking you, but uh, appreciate people calling in. We're going to fill this episode up with people uh, just giving us a hard time. Giving you a hard time, probably. Probably That's probably how it's going to end up. I feel up. like there's probably going to be a lot of butt kissing to me. Well, we'll I'm kind see. Of, I'm kind of a big deal now, Mike. Apparently, <laughs> apparently things looking up for the Kingpin. Uh, episode 100 coming up in just two weeks, the wrestling podcast about nothing. 401-584-9726. Roast us. Just call that number and uh, you know, give us your best shot. The WPAN.com. Speaking of websites, we were talking about BrianMalonis.com. The WPAN. That's T-H-E. WPAN.com. That is our home base. That is our hub. That is where you can find everything you want to know about the wrestling podcast, about nothing. You can get the episodes. You can find where to subscribe to the show. Of course, we have uh, biographies. And Brian, yours is uh, continuously evolving. Yes. Are you you you, you updating it? I am. Oh, all right. Wow. Slightly. Slightly. So uh, make sure to check out the WPAN.com. I don't think I'm any longer the WPAN's Brian Malonis. I think I'm Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis. Also on the wrestling podcast about nothing. <laughs> yes. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for, uh, you know, looking out for the little guy. Hey, hold on to my coattails, buddy. Just hang on, <laughs> hang on tight. Enjoy the ride. Thank you very much. Well, today on the wrestling podcast about nothing, Brian is going to give us the inside skinny on his trip to New York City for Ring of Honor Wrestling's Manhattan Mayhem this past Saturday night. Also, we will be discussing the topic you voted for on Twitter at the WPAN. That is coming up, plus your promo about nothing and a whole lot more. But first, Festivus is not just a date on the calendar here at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. It lives in our hearts every single day, 24-7, 365, as the kids say. So it's not just for December 23rd. It's a Festivus for the rest of the year, too. So for that reason here... On the WPAN, we are airing our grievances each and every week, and now you're going to hear about it. I will go first, Brian. Okay. There is a group that I started on Facebook called Putting Over Podcasts. A little less than a year ago, I started this group on Facebook to bring podcast fans and podcasters together. But the past few months, I've neglected a little bit, and it's been overrun with plugs, with people just plugging their shows and taking off. So my grievance is with those people. Well, it's a little bit with myself, actually, for becoming lax. And it's a little bit with these people that just come and drop their episode links and run away. And I'm putting a stop to it, Kingpin. 
I am ending the madness. So you're going to alienate people on the message boards, what you're saying? A little bit. There's a couple <laughs> people that have already left. Oh, boy. But, but anyway, what are we doing over there with the putting over... What about po- Conrad Thompson? He's still there? He might be. <laughs> Lurking in the background, as always. Putting Over Podcasts is the name of the Facebook group. Just look up Putting Over Podcasts on Facebook. You can join. And what this group is going to be, it was a place mostly where people were plugging their shows, saying, come listen, come listen. Now it is for podcasters and hopefully podcast fans. Right now it is mostly just uh, podcast hosts, podcast editors. We want to bring in everyone. We want the fans to be in there. We want the listeners. We want the podcasters to come together and discuss their favorite podcasts, what they like about other people's podcasts, what they like and don't like about their own podcast. That's what it's going to be all about. It's going to be about conversation. It's not going to be about advertising. So please make sure if you were over there before and you walked away saying this is just too much advertising too many plugs come on back to putting over podcasts the facebook group and uh the people just looking to get a cheap plug in and run away they're leaving those are the people that i have a grievance with they're leaving they're going (laughs) away and i'm okay with those people going away and doing their own thing and finding someplace else to just uh blab about their podcasts we're going to talk about everybody's podcasts we're going to put each other over we're going to put over what we like what we don't like all over there on facebook putting over podcasts make sure you come and join us over there and it's a whole new era starting monday Starting today, if you're listening to this on day one, it is a whole new era over there. I'm putting over podcasts. And thank you to everyone who's sticking around and who's going to come and talk about pro wrestling podcasts because that's the fun part. That's what this is all about, bringing everybody together to talk about wrestling podcasts. All right, Kingpin, do you have a grievance? Yeah, I got, I got a grievance. Uh, okay. My grievance is with the guy I traveled with yesterday. Uh-oh. Todd Sinclair. Oh, that guy. Yeah. My grievance with him is we're here we are, we're... We're in uh, one of the greatest cities in, in all of the world. Lots of wonderful uh, cuisine options in the great city of of New York. Ray's Pizza. You got famous, <laughs> famous Ray's. Ray's. Original, original Ray's. <laughs> famous Original Ray's. <laughs> <laughs> Paisanos. <laughs> you like to take care of my Paisanos. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so we, uh, you know, we get there. We're going to go get some food. And uh, I, I guess I should throw Ian Riccoboni in there as well. Oh, boy. Because these two guys decide. The voice of yeah, Ring of Honor. The voice of Ring of Honor. They decide we're going to go eat at Chipotle. Mike, yes, thank that, you. That's that how you correctly? pronounce it. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, care. It's garbage. <laughs> Always gives me the shits. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, it is the shits. Well, the, I think the uh, prime. It, that, that could be a new tagline for Chipotle. It is the shits, and it gives you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the reason probably for that is the locations right across from the Manhattan Center, correct? Yeah, but it's like every, I mean, there's so much within like a five or ten minute walking distance. Like, but yeah, that that was their choice. So I didn't want to stray away from the group. Wanted oh, to be a boy. good good You're soldier. The new kid on the block. So I just went with them, and I got disgusting Chipotle for lunch yesterday. Did you poop your pants in the ring? No, no, no. I was still. I was. I was good. All right. I went easy on the hot salsa and the beans. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Todd Sinclair. How, how, how do you eat that stuff all the time, man? I'm slowing down with it. There is better options out there. There's a place right down the street from here, actually. I don't even care if it's like, you know, like the whole like fake healthy bit with it. It's just not good. It's so salty and I don't know. It just always feel gross. I feel like I need to drink like three gallons of water after eating it. Yeah, there are definitely better options out there. But in a pinch, Qdoba's better. I, I would say even Qdoba's better than them. That's the original. That's where I uh, 
fell in love. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> so yes, okay. Your so, life changed for. How, how are you, how are you so disloyal to Qdoba then? The the location. There's not as many locations locally. You got to go to Woburn. Just you know, throwing away and not not remembering your history. You should be loyal to that for all the joy Qdoba's brought you in your life. Yes, indeed. Well. Uh, I do get there on occasion, and it's very nice. But uh, yeah, suck it, Chipotle. <laughs> All right, Kingpin Brian Malonis. I guess my grievance is more with Chipotle than. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Brian, you just mentioned it. We've talked about it. It's time to talk about it at length. Your trip to New York City, Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem, this past Saturday night. There was a vote, supposedly. Uh, <laughs> legit vote all right we'll, we'll talk about this in a second this is what it was supposed to be okay it was silas young beer city bruiser and your pal and mine brian malonis against kenny king and two people of the fans choosing either the motor city machine guns the best friends who are trent Breda and chuck taylor the briscoes coast to coast who is LSG and Shaheem Ali and the kingdom. So you had all those choices to pick Kenny King's tag team partners. And uh, Brian, who won the vote? Best friends did. But Mike, if you pay attention, Trent Beretta is actually actually seriously injured. So He got injured in the past three days? Um, he got injured after the vote came out. He injured in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like not even like maybe a week ago they got back from Japan. So then the vote was already up at that point. So he was out of commission, but they won. So they had a suitable replacement ready. Cheeseburger. And do you know what the team with Chuck Taylor and Cheeseburger is called, Mike? I did see this, but you go ahead. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny, but uh, they may have a lawsuit coming down fairly <laughs> no, 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 shortly. It wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I see. Uh, completely well, different. It is completely different. Well, that was the team. Kenny King, Cheeseburger, and Chuck E. T., if you will. But John Morse, when he went and placed his vote, our friend John Morse, at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N, he says, I don't want to vote. So it could be a three-on-one handicap massacre. <laughs> well, you, you were hoping to see us uh, get whooped up on and get killed by the Briscoe brothers. I wanted to see you guys finally man up. <laughs> with the last real man, right? <laughs> yes. We're, we already do that. Okay. Well, before we get to the match itself, how was the trip to New York? You said you traveled with one Todd Fat Pants Sinclair? Yes, I did. Well, just like, it's funny. I, I just missed you a few minutes before we, before we started recording. One year ago today, as we record this on Sunday, was when we traveled to last year's Manhattan Mayhem together. Yeah, the three of us. Yes, and we recorded a podcast that day. In the car, yes. You go back and listen to that. <laughs> it was very, uh, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, maybe. Tom was driving, though, so. Yeah, I mean, we left early. Traffic sucks in Connecticut. Traffic sucks in New York City. I didn't almost pee my pants this time, so that was... Oh, that's good. That was a positive. You properly evacuated? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I properly dehydrated myself as well before, before the oh, drive. Okay. <laughs> we only had to make one, one stop and, you know, quick pee and made good timing. But yeah, traffic, the drive wasn't too, too bad, but just the normal traffic spots you hit, New York City, spots in Connecticut, it stinks. There's no way around it. It is what it is. Connecticut is a hole. 
<laughs> Especially on the drive back. It's like a small state, it's but it's the never longest. Ending. Yeah. Just trees and just like when you get to like that Sturbridge area, like yeah. it's, it's like a beacon of light. <laughs> Across that border to Massachusetts, yeah. <laughs> Sturbridge is coming out of the shining light. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get to uh the big city? What time? Oh, like around noon, twelve thirty. Jesus. Yeah, we got there early. We well, we we just wanted to leave early in case. And there's no shortage of things to do in New York City. I knew I knew Madison Square Garden was pretty close. I didn't realize how close it was because um, so we went and grabbed lunch or whatever, and then we still had a ton of time. Where'd you get lunch? Chipotle. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> so then. Um, Todd had no interest in going to explore with me, so I just well, screw it. I'll go for a walk by myself. So I went to see MSG, and you kind of you literally turn the corner, and it's right there. Like I didn't realize how close it was. It's mm-hmm. like a two minute walk from the Manhattan Center. So that was pretty cool to see MSG from the outside only. I did get offered lots of uh, different tickets by scalpers. Yeah, there's a big boxing fight there last night. I actually saw part yeah. of it on HBO. I, th- I think there was basketball like during the day. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there was like Big East tournament or something during the day, and then yeah, all the HBO boxing trucks were were like outside and all set up. I also didn't realize Penn Station was. Yeah, it's like right underneath. Yeah, like right, right yeah. there as well. So I, did, I had no clue. I'd never really ventured uh, down that area. I've been only been to uh, Manhattan Center once before last year, and we didn't really explore it all. I think we were, were running a little late last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, and and they had mentioned, you know, and somebody had told me. I think it was Ian who told me like Times Square is only like eight or ten blocks away, and they're quick blocks. So I was like, oh the hell with it. So I walked up to Times Square with all the rest of the rubes. Yeah, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. Uh, Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Ilya Markopoulos was also right in Times Square. I found out after the fact oh. that uh, that he was also down there. Had I noticed when I was walking around, I might have tried to arrange a meetup. But, to beat uh, him up again? Yeah, maybe. No, no, we're good now. We're past that. Oh, okay. That. Oh, all right. That's good. Yeah, we're good. We're good again. But yeah, I went up, took a couple pictures. was a complete mark. I think Joe from the OVP podcast told me to stop acting like a tourist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I am. I'm a, I'm a hayseed from the, from the state of New Hampshire. Say that again. I got some dude offer me a CD. I didn't fall for it this time. Like way, like the first time I ever went to New York City, I fell for that whole bit. Hey man, here, let me give you the CD. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, don't touch the CD. Yeah, Never no. touch the CD. No, I, I said, I said no, man. I can't, I can't accept that. He goes, oh, you don't like music? I was like, no, I just, I just can't accept that from you. And I kept walking. <laughs> it was a podcast on a CD. You would have uh, <laughs> yeah, jumped at it. Probably not. Yeah. Then no. uh, then uh, this other dude like. Tried to give me, I don't know, some weird trinket thing. I don't know, some religious trinket thing. And I was like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. So then that's when I decided, you know what? I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about trying to head over to the big Toys R Us. But, you know, then I was like, ah, I'm, I'm done. Then I just walked back to the... WWF uh, New York, you want to head over there? <laughs> yes. No, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare patronize. Uh, patronize, right? Is that... Yes. Right? Okay. I use that properly. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't dare be seen there if it was still in existence. Oh, my goodness. I can't be seen there. I work for the competition, Mike. <laughs> yes, you sure do. <laughs> so you uh, headed back from the crossroads of America? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was nice just to walk around. It was a nice day. Yeah, it was like in the 40s or whatever, but just sweatshirt weather, so it was a nice, brisk walk. I, I always like to go into these different places. I uh, like to investigate a little bit, walk around. I did the same thing in Nashville when I was there. Uh, very little in Atlanta. I didn't get to go explore Atlanta too much. 
I won't be able to explore Las Vegas at all next weekend. So. No, very quick trip. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in Vegas for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that you're out there now before you've really broken out in Ring of Honor when you can't even be approached. Right, when I won't be able to like yes. you know, walk down the streets without exactly. being accosted. By, <laughs> by people. I was accosted. It's already happening. Really? People are trying to give me things on the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want to recognize you. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Mike, I'm kind of a big deal now. That's what I'm hearing. So, the uh, yeah, the trip went smooth. It was a nice walk for myself. And then, uh, yeah, headed back to the building to start figuring out what we're doing and saying hello to people. You'd be very pleased to know, Mike, that I, I did say hello to everybody, shook hands with everybody. Perfect. Are you happy about this? Yes. Okay. I mean, I did it as I ran into them. I didn't scour the building for every last breathing human being, but I did say hello to everybody, shook everybody's hand, That's as good. I always do. Thank you. When I, when I see them, though, but I don't do the... The Mike Crockett of I gotta search the bowels of the building <laughs> in case to. there's a life form down here that I didn't say <laughs> hi to. <laughs> it could never be a bad thing. I watched the Bullet Club film some of Being the Elite. Oh really? There you go. Any huh? uh, cameos? No spoil. No, 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 no. Oh, Not Jesus. by me. No, no, no. Oh, Come I'm on. Crying out loud. Come on. <laughs> you're hoping, right? <laughs> someday, someday. Praying, praying. Yeah, you're you're hoping. I know. I know. You're you're you'd be very excited about that. So, how soon uh, after you arrived at the building did you find out who your opponents were going to be, and did you already know going in that Trent was out? Yeah, I knew. I knew Friday what was going on because they closed the polls. I think on like Thursday night. Like at eight or something, they closed the polls, so we knew on Friday what the match was going to be. But we got a little leeway. They got, a little, oh, excuse me, uh, lead time there, not leeway. Lead time. My brain's a little slow today, Mike. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> You're on no sleep. No sleep. <laughs> no, no. I really am on no sleep. Uh, as I texted you this morning, you were like, "Oh, I thought you'd be sleeping till the afternoon." I was like, well, "Nope." Yeah, and you'll know soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, you know, it's not the little ones that wake me up, though. It's the mother yelling at me or yelling uh, at them. I see. That, that wakes me up, and I'm not so sure it's not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. Daddy's sleeping at the top of her lungs. <laughs> sure, it's not intentional at all. No, no, no. Why would it be? Why would it be? <laughs> so uh, this is the first event that was going to be on the Honor Club subscription service right that's not true there's already been one on honor club there has oh no that was not no you're right you're right i'm sorry that was off that was on facebook live thank you you prick sorry sorry i forgot i forgot the north carolina show was on facebook live and fight tv so did it feel like uh, there was something new going on? There was something different with this? Did, yeah, thing? it didn't. It didn't feel like a house show. It almost felt like a, like a pay per view type of atmosphere, like because it, it was everything was live. I guess there's no such thing as house shows anymore because they're. I mean, they even had a little bit bigger setup than they normally would for like last year. You know, they just had the very simple mm-hmm. entrance way. This year, they had the the video screens and um, maybe not to like you know it wasn't to the extent of like Final Battle or even like Nashville was or anything like that. Big yawn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it was It was definitely, definitely there was like a buzz kind of in the air over it. There was some scrambling too. Uh, the, the fellas coming in from Mexico had some flight issues and then SoCal Uncensored didn't make it in because of because of the weather. Their flights got canceled and they couldn't get flights to get them in in time. 
So they, I mean, there really was a lot of scrambling they had to do to make the card work, <laughs> work still. So yeah, they moved the kingdom to the main event, right? Yeah, yeah, they had to, and yeah, they had to do a lot of shuffling, last minute shuffling. You know, so it was, it was crazy. The weather. chaotic backstage, um, a little bit, yeah, earlier in the day. I mean, I think they had ideas of how they were doing it. Um, I think, but. It just you know that happens, especially when there's weather or you have guys coming in internationally. There's always a chance of travel delays, or you know it's it can happen. And unfortunately, yesterday there was like like five or six guys that on that show that it happened to. So they really had to scramble, including three of the four guys on one side in the main event, all coming in from California. So. Uh, it was tough, but I, you know, reading the reviews and whatnot online today and watching the show firsthand. I mean, it was a it was a fantastic show, and I think everybody went out and 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 crushed it. And that main event was absurd, absolutely absurd. Was that originally supposed to be like a war game style match, or was that added last I'm, minute? I'm I'm honestly not sure about that piece. I, I I I was surprised to see like the type of match it was, but I don't know if I just missed like that when I was reading right. <laughs> the website i don't know if i just missed and didn't pick up on that but you know it's hard to completely watch the show i watched as much of the show as i could so i don't know if that was like added during the show or not you watch what you can but it's you know what it's like it's just it's tough to completely you know maybe, maybe as a ref maybe you're even a little more immersed than than any of the workers would be because you know if it's two refs you're going to be involved in half the matches so you know, I don't know. You tell me. Ref's a little more immersed in knowing that stuff, or well, uh, as referee, I guess it depends. Some guys, when they're calling matches, they want the ref right there with them to go over the match, so you don't get a chance to watch what's going on out in the arena. Some guys, it's like you just walk up to them before they go out and say, "What's the finish?" and they give it to you. And I, you know, is there anything else I need to know? Any like, you know, if it's a tag match, what's the cutoff? This kind of stuff, but it depends i mean sometimes i'm if i'm not in the ring i'm sitting behind the curtain watching a monitor and watching what else is going on you know what i say when the refs come to me What's just that? count the three <laughs> stay out of the way <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no i definitely i'm definitely not a fan of like the hold the ref hostage there and listen to me call my entire match you know i'd like to give uh pertinent information and then the finish sometimes I, I am a creep especially in tag team matches if i know that guys uh, sometimes in the indies, guys get lax with especially the cutoff, like making sure that the referee is occupied not to see the heels cheat or double team to cut the baby faces off. And that's something that you want the heat to be on you. You don't want the heat to be on the referee. If a referee is right there watching a double team, something happen, and they don't do anything about it, then the crowd puts the heat on the referee. But if the referee is logically out of position and the heels do something dastardly to get the advantage and begin the heat then you know the heat is on the right people and lord knows you don't need any help getting heat exactly so <laughs> as, so, as told on this very podcast last week <laughs> <laughs> definitely so when i know there's guys that tend to be lax with that kind of stuff I might creep around and linger and keep an ear open. Ninety-five percent of tag matches in 2018 on the independents. Uh, it's it's gotten worse. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no regard for the referee most of the times, and a lot of tag matches you see are end up being tornado style, even though they're not really tornado style. That's not good to hear. Because you, <laughs> you know they they still put a lot of uh, power in the referee's hands in the WWE, so it's weird to hear that it hasn't trickled down that it's almost kind of gotten worse from when i was backstage yeah well there's nobody to call him out on it 
I mean, it, yeah, you know, a lot of shows it's just do whatever the hell you want, and yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't. That's not the case in Ring of Honor. I mean, we've had a couple of little things, um, and a couple of the matches, me and Bruiser, where we put the ref in an unfavorable position, and it was definitely, hey, tighten that up. So yeah, there still is a very healthy respect for that in Ring of Honor. You know, we you talked about WWE, so. Lower levels, you know, like on the independent stuff, not so much. The shows I'm on every weekend, you know, I don't see a lot of respect for yeah. for the referee most of the time. It's just a complete, you know, that's ah, fine. The guys like Todd Sinclair, the senior official of Ring of Honor, he'll uh, make sure to speak up if something like that happens. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So that, and that's a good thing. Uh, so the crowd, was it a good house? Hammerstein Ballroom sold out my man you can always tell when it's a good house no matter what the show is no matter what company you can always tell it's a good house when the barricades are tight or tight yeah against the ring yeah it was tight yeah oh yeah yep not a lot of room on the outside last night uh great house place packed not an empty seat in the place New York City crowd wild crowd very boisterous the whole night so just what you'd expect out of the Hammerstein Ballroom New York City you know being sold out it was the atmosphere was electric how many times a year are they in new york city these days like two or three because yeah. now they're back there i think in june they announced last night and then they're they're usually there for final battle at the end of the year too so yeah so you said you saw some of the other matches uh last night what did you think of what else was going on in the uh, card yeah i mean lots lots of good stuff i mean the biggest standouts were obviously that main event was outrageous mike you, i mean you know you watched on honor club last night i'm sure yeah that was <laughs> out of this world I mean, that was nuts. A- a- adam page did a i did uh, see moon, that i saw moonsault off yeah. the balcony <laughs> i did see a gif of that <laughs> didn't really get caught <laughs> like, no <laughs> <laughs> like, just like landed on his feet though and, like, yeah he's just crazy athlete he is but good god that was insane uh that whole main event was was just insane those guys beat the hell out of each other and the other match i really stood out was flip gordon and cody Rhodes. excuse me cody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just an outstanding match um a lot of praise i saw for cody's uh character work he's really love people saying he's coming to his own as a character yeah it's, it's tremendous it's uh it's really fun to to be around and watch that firsthand um still have the bleach blonde uh yeah yeah he's yeah. still he's still blonde right now tremendous uh, <laughs> <laughs> the finish last night was uh he did like that springboard drop kick flip ducked he drop kicked brandy oh <laughs> yeah yeah uh flip showed concern for her and then he hit him with crossroads for the finish so i guess flip's not gonna be booked for all in I guess not. Hey, maybe Brian Malone's be booked for all in. There you go. See if you can get a stipulation match. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let's work that out. Uh, but yeah, very good stuff. Um, just outstanding. I saw very little of the women's tag match. I saw a little of, uh, there was a three-team tag match. I saw a very little bit of. You know, it's tough to watch as, as much as you'd like, when you're, especially when you're trying to put uh, the match together. Usually, it would watch a few of the matches before, a little bit here and there. And then depending on where you are on the card, like the match right after mine, didn't see a second of it. He has them blowing up and drying off. and (laughs) (laughs) Um, But did get to see most of the main events. So, yeah, it was a great night, man. The show was top-notch. And like I said, it's one, it's New York City anyway, so it's always going to have that sort of buzz to it. But because of the streaming on Honor Club, and I think everybody had a little little extra pep in their step last night. Everybody had a little couple extra butterflies in their stomach and it was uh, it was a great night and just a great opportunity i mean to talk about last year um there were some really cool moments but 
I was on the pre-show. It was Tay for TV, but I was on the pre-show. Very well could have been the end of my Ring of Honor journey one year ago because uh, I was eliminated from the top prospect tournament and things were very uncertain. Yeah, there was no plan. Yeah, no. We, we came on here and say, oh, you know, maybe something come up. Who knows what's next? Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. So to come back one year later and be one of the featured matches, you know, on that same on that same show one year later. Very cool. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like a year ago, which is insane. It feels like it was five minutes ago. But the difference one year to the next from just the position I'm in is, is pretty cool. You know, last night, my family all got together and were able to watch it live. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I was, you know, texting with the, the Playboy afterwards, and the kids were all excited and seeing me. And every time I came on camera, they were all they were all jazzed up about it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> them, you know, stupid little things like that. You know, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. But and just playing New York City is, I mean, fantastic. I mean, it's it's New York City. It, that's the that's the biggest market. It's not old hat yet. No, no, no. <laughs> and that, it's funny. I talked about this yesterday with, with Todd on the drive down. Because I told him, I said, I hope, I hope I don't become jaded to all of this. Because right now, it's all still like, everything's so cool. Like, everything is, the, the novelty of it hasn't worn off. And, uh, you know, just getting excited about it and uh, different opportunities or different buildings or being on TV or um, getting that exposure. So the, the novelty of it definitely hasn't worn off. And I told him, I hope I hope it doesn't. I hope it, it always feels, you know, no matter how long I'm with Ring of Honor, I hope it always feels this way. And I hope I still always have that excitement and kind of geeking out for some of the different buildings I've been able to perform in and some of the things I have upcoming. So very exciting stuff. So you don't want to be one of those guys like you talked about last week. Oh, the brother, brother, I can't believe why am I still doing this <laughs> shit, man? No, no, I definitely don't want to. I definitely don't want to be one of them, especially when it comes to, you know, being there. I, I, I hope I, I hope I never get used to just performing at the Hammerstein Ballroom in front of a sold out crowd. Or in front in you know Nashville in front of a huge crowd, or like I like I am in uh you know next month in New Orleans in front of an enormous crowd. Like I hope that I hope that never just becomes. I hope I don't ever become jaded to how cool and special that is. So let's talk about your match, the six man tag team match. We talked about it from the top: Silas Young, Beer City Bruiser, Brian Malonis against Kenny King and Chucky e. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck Taylor and Cheeseburger. So when you get to the building, you know who you're working with. Do you find space with the people you're working with to sit down, or you sit down in your well, own space? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I always. Oh yeah, backstage the hammer sign's all weird. Yeah, it's like the locker. There's locker rooms everywhere, and like you know, there's like this. I don't know. There's like a side locker room that I was in, and I followed. <laughs> I went with there with Bruiser. So I always think this. You know, since we've been teaming, I always change with Bruiser and Silas. When you have six guys, you know, it's tough to get everybody together. So like there'd be little pockets of us together, little pockets of us together. One or two guys missing, one or two guys missing. Then finally, all six of us together to to sew it all up. But yeah, I mean, you try to get together, and we were later on the card. So when you first get to the building and stuff, there's not an enormous rush to, mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of spitballing ideas here and there. You pass in the hallway. Hey, I was thinking of this. I was thinking of that. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. You know. And then I think once the show started, you know, that's when we really got into like, okay, let's let's hammer this out and nail it down. So you get into the ring beforehand. At uh, any point? We, sometimes you do. We didn't. We didn't particularly this time. I think you do when you have maybe something unfamiliar that you want to walk yeah. through. But I mean, in this case, I don't really think there was. And none of us do anything really unorthodox. But 
Um, there's also a lot of guys in the ring <laughs> calling stuff, so it's it can be tough at times to, I mean, especially, you know, 20 guys in the ring already, and now there's six of us going to try to call something. So it can be, can be a little tough. So how was the match overall, in your opinion? How did it feel going in? You know, how did it feel being behind the curtain, getting ready to go out with your new brood? It felt good. I mean, like... Everything, you know, uh, looking at, like, the feedback on social media and whatnot, the, we've been well-received so far. And then and then coming out, you know, definitely getting a, getting the reaction we were looking for, you know, for the New York crowd. But just the match itself, we were all very pleased with it. Um, we knew our place on the card. We knew what we had to do. And, and I think we executed exactly. We told the stories we needed to tell. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, the crowd was there for what we wanted them to be there for. And... Yeah, it was, I mean, it was everything, I think it was everything we needed it to be. So when you say uh, we knew our place in the card, uh, for people that are listening, they might not know what you're talking about there. What, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, our place isn't to go out and break tables and yeah. we don't have to have 17,000 false finishes. and You don't want to show up what's coming on later. Yeah, I mean, you want to have the best match you can, but also with respect to what's coming next. So, I mean, everybody should go out there with the intent to have the best match on the show. But at the same time, you do want to have the respect for what's already been done on the show, what the crowd's already seen, what's coming next. Like, you got to put that all together. That's actually what helps make a fantastic match. And Ring of Honor in the past has had the reputation of, by the end of the night, you are, as a fan, just sitting in the crowd, exhausted from everything <laughs> you've seen. I think Ring of Honor has gone a lot better with that for having a balanced card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the show was three hours long you know that's right right probably where you want to be sweet for spot a, yeah yeah for a pay-per-view type of thing and yeah it's knowing what you're supposed to do what your job is you know um especially it's it's, it's so different and, I, and i'm very much still learning this with a company that has weekly episodic tv <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that that's not trademarked is it no it isn't <laughs> um but you know keeping in mind the stories we're telling the stories we need to advance also, too, um, very much man, just thinking about the business of wrestling, Manhattan Mayhem, part of the reason it's there and shown on Honor Club and part of the stories we're telling is to sell pay-per-views next Friday night. You know, Six days later, is one of Ring of Honor's biggest pay-per-views of the year. Um, so with that, you're also trying to get people excited enough to lay down their money to buy that pay-per-view. So, And we know the stories going in. We know the matches going to that and, and what we're and what we're building to. So when you take all those things in mind, you have a job to do. It's not just, you know, it's, again, it differs largely from like the independences. It's just two guys go out there, have a match, do your thing. Where this, it's like, okay, hey, we need this story told. We need this story told. We need to advance this. We need you know, there's things to keep in mind because you need continuity with your television and you're also trying to push forward agendas to for pay-per-views. So mission accomplished, you think? Yeah. Uh, we all felt it coming out of the ring and then feedback as well. Like we did exactly what we needed to do. The biggest news we haven't even talked about yet, you won! <laughs> Would you expect anything less? Uh, well, you know. Yes, yeah, so a big reaction to our, our finish. Which was? Called Last Call. Yes. You might know it better as the Powerplex by Power and Glory. Super, <laughs> <laughs> superplex and... Uh, Big splash combo? Yeah. yeah well, it, uh, a bruiser does a frog splash, but uh, yeah, we call it Last Call. Tremendous. Huh? Yeah. What do you think? You want to take that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I came back to two identical text messages that said, 
I think Cheeseburger's dead. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's from Mike Mills. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a uh, good feedback? Yeah, yeah. It was everybody's really happy and yeah. I mean, there's things you know, it feels good. Things are building well. You know, always stuff to improve upon. Always stuff to think about. But it's you know the fact that people are taking the time to okay, hey, you did this well. Let's think about this for next time. That's a good sign. That means they're invested in you. That means there is a future. There is a next time. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to last year when we were like, maybe you get booked to another shot down the road. Yeah, now there's... Yeah, yeah. I hung around for a half hour, 45 minutes just to... Yeah, hey, yeah, you did great. Right? We'll see if anything comes up. Yeah, you know? exactly. Where now I know, you know, next Saturday I'm heading to Vegas. A couple weeks after that, I'm heading to New Orleans. A couple weeks after that, I'm heading to Pittsburgh and Columbus, Ohio. So. Cheapest creepers. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's cool. It's really exciting. And I think you texted me about it. Like, oh, how's it feel being flown or something? It's, yeah. It's cool. It's bizarre. Like, it's it's all... I was talking with uh, Todd about it last night, and it's all just foreign territory for me. It's all new and just trying to soak it in and enjoy it and it's cool it's it's exciting it's it's everything i've wanted for for 16 years just act like you've been there before <laughs> well i think you have to i think there's a measure of um you have to have the confidence in yourself you can't just you're there for a reason no matter if it's me or whoever's there any of the guys that are there you're there for a reason it's because they believe in you ring of honor calls himself the best professional wrestling on the planet so for me to go out there and be the best that i can be i have to believe that i am one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet or else i wouldn't be there in that spot that's the mindset you have to and that's not being cocky that's just you need to have that mindset they're the best professional wrestling on the planet i believe i'm one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet and i belong here you can't act like you don't belong there or you're going to get filtered out pretty quickly um, you you have to not only not only act like you belong, but you have to belong, and you have to do you know you have to perform up to up to snuff, or you're not going to be there very long because there's thousands of guys that would take my spot tomorrow if given the opportunity. So on to the next, right? Yes, indeed, Las Vegas, Nevada, and this coming Friday night on pay per view, the anniversary yes. show. Yeah, I won't be there. I won't be at the pay per view, but right. I'll be at, at uh, the TV taping the next day. When is your TV match, your uh, TV squash match airing? Do we know uh, that? next week? Oh, squ- Mike, squash match. I don't know what you mean. Uh, well, I mean, the, the match hasn't happened yet. It's on TV. <laughs> it's on next week. <laughs> so not the one that's coming today on Fight TV app, but the following week. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, make sure you stay tuned for that. We will uh, keep you updated on Twitter at Brian Malonis at the WPAN. And speaking of which, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion with Brian Malonis and what we have coming up. Make sure you use the hashtag WPAN. And another way to contact us is through the voicemail line. And of course, episode 100, two episodes away. We want your roasts. We want you to give us the business. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Call right now before you forget. Leave your roast for the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Be a part of episode 100, the big 100th episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, 401-584-9726. And you mentioned Mike Mills texted you last night. Well, Booking the Territory, Pro Wrestling Podcast, that is Mike Mills' bread and butter. They do it twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays. The Smoky Mountain Show is Sundays. The flagship show is on Thursdays. MikeMills.Podbean.com. They talk about old school wrestling, more specifically, Jim Crocker promotions, that kind of stuff. And if you're looking for a more northern flavor, our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, our two pals from Jersey. 
ovppodcast.com is where you can find out more information about our vantage point doing great things there on the uh our vantage point and we mentioned peter winston greetings from allentown is his podcast he reviews a single episode of wrestling television each and every week find greetings from allentown on their own feed or on the pro wrestling only feed on the place to be nation and the rundown wrestling podcast with Jason Stewart and a cast of thousands rundown wrestling podcast and you can get content all week long on that feed and don't forget about our buddies the new age insiders doing their own thing on their feed newageinsiders.com is their website to find out more about what they have going on there on the NAI wrestling network okay Brian well we've been talking for a while but we still have something coming up it is time to talk about the worst wrestler nicknames but before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Brock didn't appear? Brock Lesnar was an apparent no-show last Monday night after being advertised for Raw. But then he did appear at a house show in Chicago this past weekend where he beat Kane in 35 seconds and the fans in Chicago didn't quite like that. They wanted a little bit more out of their matchup for the Universal Championship. So they booed Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman as they exited. The fans wanted more. But you can get more at BDA Radio. The most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. My name is Mike Crockett, and I am the advocate for BDARadio.com. Oh, you are the advocate. I sure am. You are the advocate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is time to talk about the topic that you selected on Twitter. Once a month, we are asking you, our listeners and followers, at the WPAN on Twitter to vote on one of four topics for us to discuss at length here on the podcast. And this time out, the winning topic, Worst Wrestler Nicknames. And Mike, at Main Event Swerve, is very happy. He says... If it's anything other than worst nickname, this will be my reaction. He posted a uh, gif of Serenity Now. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there's no need for Serenity Now because it is worst wrestler nicknames. Also, you mentioned the Playboy earlier. He is at Double J underscore Malonis. He says, are these Warbeard Hans nicknames he gave students? <laughs> Alien, Slug. Donkey Lips. <laughs> Donkey Lips. He had a way. A Aries. <laughs> yes, Warbeard Hanson had a way of... Uh, Nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nose too. <laughs> Bitch face. Yeah, we won't, we won't get into some of those and uh, we won't match up uh, names to uh, nicknames. But yeah, Hanson had a way of uh, creating these names. Wife that are beater. <laughs> not very flattering names that he would come up with. Uh, uh. Hopefully that's not happening at the Performance Center right now. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the worst nicknames ever given in professional wrestling. And let me talk about first, right off the bat, the inspiration for this topic even being on the poll. For some reason, this flashed in my head. I was thinking about ECW for some reason. And it's net negative on the business. <laughs> I guess, probably. <laughs> but uh, I was reminded in my own mind of Roadkill. 
one of the ECW guys in the later days. That of was his name, though, right? Extreme Championship Wrestling. That was his name. But his nickname, what they would call him, is the Angry Amish Chicken Plucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they also, they alternated. He Sometimes it was the Angry Amish Warrior, I think. But they would also call him the Angry Amish Chicken Plucker. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, just basically because they wanted to say chicken fucker. Yeah, but I, they, yeah, yeah. No, I picked up what you were putting down. You get it? Huh? <laughs> it's that kind of uh, subtle humor that got uh, ECW over in the later days. Trash wrestling, is that what you're calling it? No, uh, not exactly. <laughs> but yes, that's the inspiration for this entire thing being a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing this week. The Angry Amish Chicken Plucker. That uh, That's not getting any buys, if you ask me. <laughs> make for a good t-shirt right <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i wouldn't buy it but maybe you'd support that around the house <laughs> maybe <laughs> what do you got there what's on your list for worst wrestler nicknames well the, for the first one i uh, came up with here and i feel like this is probably going to be an error we we go back to a lot but duke the dumpster drossy <laughs> Like he's you know she's a garbage man which, right. which I get but why isn't he the garbage man Duke Grocery why is he the dumpster I don't think dumpster has like a positive connotation <laughs> to it a dumpster is something where you throw garbage into well maybe he it's like dump and he's the dumpster I don't think that so. doesn't make sense no, no does it no it doesn't at all <laughs> I'm trying to no I'm I working hard here it's garbage literally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's literally a trash receptacle <laughs> I think that's going for the sound Duke the dumpster it sounds I get it it's still stupid yeah <laughs> I'm trying to the gimmick was stupid and the nickname is stupid and uh, I don't know that, that, that's like the first one that came to mind that's a good one. That's a good one. How about this one? Let's go into where uh, nicknames just went wild, which is kind of the Attitude Era. How about this one? It's just uh, the Big Valboski <laughs> for Val Venus. What's the Big Valboski? Well, it's just a takeoff of the Big Lebowski, which is a movie in that time. I don't. I don't get it. The Big Valboski. It's supposed to be. That's supposed you, to be. You his, know. You know what the Big Valboski is. That's his his dick. Yeah, I get it. But I don't. What, what, what was the font on his T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Literal jism. Yes, <laughs> dripping. <laughs> yes. Go check out. Uh, it's very rare. I actually found it. I had to go actually go on the network to find it. Uh, what was it? WrestleMania 2000 that we watched. Yes. Where he came out for as a referee. <laughs> yeah. And his shirt was literally written in cum. <laughs> <laughs> I like the emphasis you put on the word there. Thanks. So, but the big Valboski doesn't really make sense. It's not good at all. <laughs> what else you got there? All right. Well, I'll go back to the era we were in, and I'll I'll see your uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy and give you Thurman Sparky plug. Get it, Mike? Sparky, because there's spark plugs. And I think it was supposed to be like STP, but the only problem was he was Thurman Sparky Plug, not Sparky Thurman Plug. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, but Sparky, yeah. Well, it's not his fault. His friends call him Sparky. When I think of Sparky, I think of like pantsing somebody. <laughs> what? That's what a Sparky is. You never heard of a Sparky? No. You've never heard of a Sparky? No. Wow, yeah. Pantsing someone was yeah. a... A Sparky is when you go up behind somebody and you pull down pants and, and underwear. Whoop. Give him a Sparky. Let me know out there at the WPAN on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. Have you ever heard of a Sparky? I guarantee you, I guarantee you people have heard of this. This doesn't, I've never in my life. <laughs> must be a New Hampshire thing. You must have been a victim of it and you've blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. How about 
I mean, this one just booger red. <laughs> that was on my list, too. <laughs> For The Undertaker. Jim Ross really tried to sell us on booger red. This is the um, American badass version of The Undertaker coming out with his leather on his motorcycle, his Titan bike, if you will. And he really tried to sell us on Booger Red. No one ever bought it. <laughs> I believe it was a takeoff on a football player who was uh, a redhead who they called Booger Red. So he tried to transfer that over to The Undertaker. No, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly because it has Booger in it. Yes, basically. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Very terrible. I don't even know how you come up with it. Like, is Booger Red, like, is that like a term or is that? I, I guess it's when you, you, you pick too much. You get booger red. <laughs> You're familiar with this, Mike? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes you get a like you know a really tough one up there. You know you what get, I mean? You gotta get your finger deep. Yeah, you gotta get in there. <laughs> you, get in, you, you pull out booger red. <laughs> I don't know how that relates to a seven foot uh, badass, but who knows? <laughs> All right, Mike. We'll stay, I guess we'll stay in that uh, that. Well, this is the Attitude Era. You were you went to the Attitude Era. Yeah. What about? Puke. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. He's gonna help. <laughs> I don't know if that's a nickname though. That was his name for a period of time. It wasn't just a nickname. It, 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 well, they started out. He was. It was like puke an animal. But then they ended up becoming draws. Oh, he wasn't puke. Darren Drozdov. I think he was puke. Just, literally just puke oh, at one point. Just puke. I think. So. <laughs> Oh, that makes it even worse. We've said puke like way too much. <laughs> I'm going to puke if we keep saying it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, definitely terrible name. Huh? Feeling a little sick, huh? <laughs> Try not to get any on my table here. <laughs> Ugh. Need some water? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about this one? You're probably not going to be aware of. This is kind of like world-class kind of USWA, Texas... Uh, that kind of era. Steve Cox was the gentleman's name. His nickname, do it to it. <laughs> Steve, do it to it, Cox. Why wouldn't he be Steve Hard Cox? Right? That'd be much better. Well, yeah, still, you can do it to it. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but it just... Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, how do you come up with Steve... Do it to it, Cox. Yeah, that's... Perverse. <laughs> Do we really want to get into this, Brian? Seamus' nickname at one point. Oh, I have it on my list. The Great White. Yeah. Yep. How do you... I mean, this was 2012. Yeah, yeah this is Not recent. that long ago. Yeah, this is recent history. Where they called him the Great White. And just seeing him out there and seeing that big on the Titan Tron just felt wrong. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's very pale. This great white shark. Yes. I, I, I get it, but yeah, it just sounds weird. And uh, for a image conscious company like WWE, weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird is the only way to describe it. Uh, and if you want to go um, even deeper in this, Mark Henry, his nickname at one point in 2007, they called him the Silverback. All right. Don't know how that ever passes muster. Don't know how that ever ends up in front of a camera, in front of people, ever uttered on WWE TV, but it was. Uh, so well, It's not muttered anymore here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, really stupid. All right, we'll go, we'll go to modern, Mike. How about this one? Okay. Sting comes in and makes his long-awaited WWE debut after some 30 years in the business, mm -hmm. and for some inexplicable reason, he's the vigilante. 
Yeah. Well, he's why he's he's vigilante. Why does he have to be the vigilante sting? Like I don't know. Like, they need something else to call him. Yeah. Like why? Why is there the need to call him anything but Sting? I think they call him the Icon too, right? But yeah. Well, I mean that was that's been a thing for him though. Yeah. The Icon Sting. Why? I mean, why the vigilante? Like. Like what? I, I don't even understand. Like when you think about what like a vigilante is, like I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> just trying to tag something on yeah, somebody that doesn't fit. Marketable. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't go. It didn't make any sense. And here you got this guy who is you know one of the all time greats. I, I don't know. I don't think you have to invent anything for him. He's. I don't know. It was dumb. It was really, really dumb. Yeah, and in that same vein, my boy going to the main event of WrestleMania, Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> the artist, the artist. <laughs> he's the artist, my friend. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, they're just trying to explain why he's weird. Is that what it is? I guess <laughs> why he does these weird things, weird movements. He's he's an artist. Just leave him be. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put that. How about this? How about this one, Mike? Okay. One of the all-time great performers in pro wrestling history, saddled with a garbage gimmick when he first came in. The ringmaster Steve Austin. Well, that was his name, though. That wasn't even a nickname. I he was, he was just, the ring. He was, was he not the ringmaster Steve Austin? He was not Steve Austin. He was just simply Jesus the ringmaster. I'm I'm striking out here left and right. I thought he was the ringmaster Steve Austin. No, he wasn't Steve Austin until he became Stone Cold. Can we agree either way it sucked? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> On that, we can agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, ringmaster, just I don't... When I think of the ringmaster, like I would think like it'd be like a circus gimmick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the top hat yeah, and, and a whip. like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, not, not Steve Austin in weird green tights. As the million dollar champion. But he was the master of the ring. You get it? I get it. Apparently it was just his name though. Sometimes with these nicknames, Brian, you don't want to oversell it. You don't want people to expect too much. So we'll go to WCW. Mike Sanders. <laughs> he's not the best. He's not number one. He's not outstanding. Yeah, he's above average. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's better than average, you know. He's still a bit above. And, and, and the nickname was still wildly inaccurate. <laughs> 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 to even think that's a good nickname, you, you have to really stretch your imagination. <laughs> uh, and let me stick with WCW just for a moment. How about the Fat Chick Thriller? Mike Awesome. <laughs> Talk about a guy who is an animal, who's a beast in ECW, just powerbombing people over the top rope through tables. He comes into WCW. He gets that for a little while, but then he becomes the Fat Chick Thriller. Thanks, Vince Russo. <laughs> Followed. I heard, I heard that used to be your nickname. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> That's what they called you in college, right? <laughs> that and the little bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> and Coco, the monkey. Uh, and that gimmick was followed immediately by that 70s guy, Mike Awesome, where he came out with a Partridge Family bus. Oh, WCW. <laughs> <laughs> because WCW. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We are working our way up to our number one worst wrestling nickname. What else you got I, there? I only got one left on my list, buddy. So if you really? Got, yeah, if you got something else, let's, uh, let's hear it. Let me see what else I got here. How about Terry Taylor? After he was the Red Rooster, he came back 
and they uh, decide, okay, we won't have you be the Red Rooster again. You can go back to being Terry Taylor, but we'll give you a little tweak. We'll give you a little something special. He was terrific, Terry Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> terrific. He is terrific. I guess. Cock-a-doodle-doo man, right? That's and he wasn't the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, right? He was just the Red Rooster. Yes. Okay. Simply the Red Rooster. <laughs> uh, okay. A couple. Now, now I know how this game's played. <laughs> Thank you. A uh, couple more here. The dog face gremlin. You didn't like that. What does that mean? He's ugly. But he, he's is is he a dog face or is he a gremlin? He's a dog faced gremlin. I think it's but pretty self-explanatory. A gremlin has a dog face, a snout, and such. He does. He's the dog faced gremlin. I and mean, I've seen gremlins. I never saw uh, uh, any dog snouts. Have you ever seen a person that kind of looks like a dog? Well, yeah. There you go. They weren't gremlins, though. Well, you could have gremlins that look like dogs, too. Oh, boy. I, they, they just... Have you ever seen a pig man? <laughs> <laughs> just a, a, can, we, can we agree a weird nickname? It is weird, yes. Okay. Let's go to TNA. The Charismatic Enigma. Is that Jeff Hardy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just it just seems forced. <laughs> the charismatic enigma. <laughs> You'd be on fire today. <laughs> just we should we should have done Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah, we should have. And uh, we're getting to our number one. One more I'll put out there. The road dog, Jesse James. You don't like the road dog? Okay, he was the roadie. <laughs> As uh, Jeff Jarrett's second, he yeah. would set up the you know the microphones and make sure everything's good for Jeff Jarrett to sing his song. He was a roadie. Okay. He comes back and he's the road dog. What does that mean? It has no meaning. It's lost its meaning, Brian. It's like the mad dog. But he, he he's out on the road? Dogging it up? He is. He's on the road with WWE. <laughs> That's just a, uh, a dog of a name, if I may say so. <laughs> All right, Brian. We're running long here on this podcast, so let's get to it. The right. worst wrestling nickname. Your number one worst wrestler nickname. All right. Well, this one here, I think, is long and stupid, and I don't really understand what it means. This this guy has a litany of dumb nicknames, probably most famously Big Papa Pump. Yeah. But the one I think is really, really especially stupid is the Big Bad Booty Daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You, you what? You you like that? You like the big bad booty daddy? He's bad with the booties, right? I, I guess he's the daddy with the 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 booties. <laughs> he's trying to make sense of it, and it makes no sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's something to do with sex, right? <laughs> That's what I figured. Like yeah, you had Medasia, the freak, right? Yeah, likes his freaks and his peaks, but yeah, I I don't even think it's particularly catchy because it's so because it's so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so long, like. Could you even put that? Was that ever like even on a T-shirt? Oh, was sure. there a big bad booty daddy T-shirt? I, I think it's it's really 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 dumb. And that's saying a lot for a guy who called himself Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> big bad booty daddy. Okay, I will accept that as oh, the number th- one. Th- thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, mine is a little bit controversial. Oh boy. Here we go, Brian. Hot take. Hot. Take coming. We need like a like a sound bite on this. Like a stinger. Yeah, like <laughs> hot take. <laughs> Here we go, Brian. My number one worst wrestler nickname. Mike Mills is gonna come after me for this. 
the nature boy. Oh, yeah, it was a hot, it's a hot take. All right. What is a nature boy? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it's, there, there was like a song back in whenever, the 40s or 50s, something about a nature boy. But it's a, a boy who goes out in the woods. He's one with nature. He's one with nature. <laughs> so I don't know how this came to be, meaning this playboy who goes out and does things and scores with broads and all this kind of stuff. Ooh, here you go. Here's the definition. According to Oxford Dictionaries. Yes. Nature boy. Noun. U.S. Informal. A naive or innocent person, a person who is fond of the outdoors, a boy or man who lives a healthy and athletic life in the countrysides, hence a yokel, a rough or crude person. Which is not Ric Flair at all. <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> not in the slightest. The nature boy. It's lost all meaning. It's something that's just come to be accepted as a nickname. Nature. Oh, he's a nature boy. But you think about it. You sit there. <laughs> what does it mean? You write off the definition and... It makes no freaking sense. It does not relate to Ric Flair at all. Slick Rick, <laughs> I can understand. But the nature boy, I don't get it. Another hot take by Mike Crockett. That is my number one. And let us know what your worst wrestler nickname is. Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter. Use the hashtag WPAN. What do we miss? I'm sure there's plenty bad nicknames out there that we've missed. Let us know on Twitter. Hashtag WPAN. All right, Brian. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. And the year? 1991. And Brian, we are going to the Universal Wrestling Federation, Herb Abrams, UWF, mind you. And Brian, we are back in the captain's corner once again. <laughs> back to the well again. With Captain Lou Albano, or Bano, whichever you take your pick. I like Captain Lou Morano better. <laughs> <laughs> and he is interviewing Cutie Pie. Ooh. Cutie Pie. This week's promo about nothing. I've been called a cutie pie before, you know. Hmm. Hi, wrestling fans. It's week. It's Captain Lou Albano back again with the Captain's Corner. We have oddities in the world of professional wrestling. Right now, I'm going to interview a fella called Cutie Pie. Why Cutie Pie? Cutie Pie. Can I ask you, sir, why you use the name Cutie Pie? Why you couldn't go as your own name? I mean, what's the, the purpose oh, of... You're asking me. You have hair all over your face. You got rubber bands on your forehead, and you're asking me why they call me Cutie Pie? Maybe we should ask you the question why they don't call you Cutie Pie. Just take one look at me, Captain. One look. You give a young punk, you give a young punk once a little bit of energy, and there he goes trying to over. What, what? I'm asking you why you use the name Cutie Pie instead of your own name. Just get back to the basic answer. Well, first of all, look at this face. You cannot tell me I'm, I'm not cute. It. You cannot it's tell like me I am not the best-looking man in the UWF. <laughs> oh, you're very cute. Oh, you got Paul Warndorf. Maybe he's a good wrestler, but he's an ugly guy. You got guys like Wild Thing. He's a good wrestler, but he's an ugly guy. He's a bottle blonde, Captain Lou. This is real blonde hair. Yeah, I can see that. That's why I'm Truck a cutie side. pie. Now, you no, know, you want to ask me? You, you know, wrestling me. fans, you come out here at times, and you do have the oddities in the world of professional wrestling. This is a great sport, but occasionally you got a guy like I said with the brain of a dehydrated baby. Keep your hands to yourself. It comes out here and tries to insult the host, Captain Lou Albano. But when I look at this man and he used the, the word cutie pie, I've got to say he certainly is a cutie pie. 
That's in my book. Anything else to you've say? Been eating, uh, you've been eating stale spaghetti you're going to throw no, out? No, that little garlic. Oh, God. You're telling Wrestling me. fans, it's Captain Lou, baby, with the captain's corner. And as I said, every once in a while, I've got to interview an oddity. And I happen to have the big, the tall, the fat, the small. And every once in a while, I get a cutie pie. And here he is standing at my side, all that. five foot eleven, two 270 pounds. You're not in the ring with me, brother. Just remember yourself. Keep your mind clear because you need it. And you're not dealing with a full mind. But here's a man that goes as cutie pie. Go ahead, cutie. Tell us a little more. Well, okay, Captain. You got a little baby, right? Little baby in its bassinet. He's real cute, isn't he? Or you got a little puppy dog. You got a little puppy dog just born. He's real cute, isn't he? And then you got me, cutie pie, Louis Spicoli. Louis Spicoli's the name. Wrestling of fans, when you talk about Louis Spicoli. But a baby doll or a baby dog, they can't harm you. I'll crush you. The man is soft. He's as soft as a marshmallow baby in a 380 degree oven. When you talk about soft, this man is the king of soft. Soft. Cute. What is the point of that? <laughs> to get did, over, he's a cutie pie. Who did that benefit? <laughs> oh, what, by having Captain Lou Albano bury him? <laughs> like in a very real sense, too. Like, I was just like, hey, I'm just going to shit all over this guy. Like, your name's stupid, and it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and let's start at the very beginning here. He introduces the premise of, why don't you use your own name? Why is your name Cutie Pie? Why don't you use your real given name? As soon as this guy comes on the screen, the graphic reads, Louis Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, Captain Lou just, like, spitting when he's talking to him and saying, oh, you're a Cutie Pie, and then, you know, sticks his fingers down his throat to, uh, Mock him. <laughs> Let me just say this. Everyone's against scripting these days. Don't script wrestling promos. <laughs> for God's sake, give these guys a friggin' script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the case for yes. scripting. <laughs> uh, so he he at one point they talk about uh what do you eat stale spaghetti after he uh, you know mocks vomiting? And then he says, No, I ate garlic and breathes on his face. I have a question for you, Brian. What was the uh more prominent stench? Was it the garlic or was it the alcohol? <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and can we get into for just a second uh, his explanation about cutie pie? You get a baby. In a bassinet. In a bassinet. You get a puppy. Then you got me. And, and then Captain Luke cuts him off so he can't get to his, his big finish, which is that uh, a baby doll or a baby dog can't harm you, but I'll crush you. <laughs> So we did get that out there. Oh, oh Rad Radford. Oh, yes. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> yes. This wasn't his finest moment. Certainly was not. Yeah, he went from being a cutie pie to being a grungy old uh, dirty man. <laughs> Who knew cutie pie wouldn't have been his worst gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> he was also known as Madonna's boyfriend in Mexico. <laughs> oh, okay. I should have put that on the worst wrestler nicknames. He really does look like a young Todd Hansen. <laughs> 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 when we met Handsome Johnny all those years ago, Spit an image. Just put a white hat backwards <laughs> on his head. Yes. Yeah, that, and that was him. So, yeah, we have two more uh, worst wrestler nicknames, Cutie Pie and Madonna's Boyfriend. There you go. Add those to the list. <laughs> You've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. All right, Brian, we're tight on time. We're hitting the highways and byways. You are crisscrossing this great nation of ours, quite literally, Applying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. I do, Mike. This Saturday, I'm heading to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada for Ring of Honor's international TV taping. Uh, Sam's Town, 
uh, Casino. Uh, if you're in the Las Vegas area, check out rohwrestling.com for ticket information. Don't forget as well, the night before Ring of Honor's 16th anniversary pay-per-view, live on pay-per-view, both through uh, Honor Club uh, and on their website, and as well as traditional pay-per-view. So be sure to grab that. The following week, Mike, I got a busy weekend. I'll be at Chaotic Wrestling's Cold Fury on Friday night, March the 16th. I'll be taking on Brick Mastone. Might be there. Ooh, really? Maybe. Goodness. Check out uh, CatholicWrestling.com for full ticket and card information. The very next night, I'll be in Chicopee, Mass. for Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on all social media platforms for ticket and card information. Then on Sunday, I'll be heading to Bethany, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling. Once again, find Northeast Wrestling on all your social media platforms for full ticket and card information. Then the following Sunday, the 25th of March, I'll be heading to Worcester, Massachusetts for Beyond Wrestling at the Electric Haze. Holy goodness, Mike, we're getting real busy here because then the big one. Yeah. April the 7th, New Orleans, Louisiana, Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor. I will be in attendance doing my pro wrestling thing, as you like to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe there there are some 5,000 tickets already sold for this thing. They've already, before they've even opened the doors, uh, they've already broken the all-time attendance mark for Ring of Honor. Let's friggin' go for a sellout. Let's get this thing sold out. I know there'll be people from all over the world uh, down there. Get your butts over to uh, Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Go to rhwrestling.com for ticket and card information. The very next weekend after that, Mike, still crisscrossing this great nation yes. of ours. I'll be heading to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on April the 14th. And the very next night, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, hopefully, Frankie Williams can make it out as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop there, Mike. It's going to be a busy next couple months, but it's exciting. Amazing. Ring of Honor Wrestling, uh, ROHWrestling.com for tickets for most of those events. Yeah, and if you can't, if you can't be there, if it's not a TV taping or a pay-per-view, uh, you can watch through ROHWrestling.com uh, via Honor Club. Uh, they got a couple of great options over there. The easiest one and probably the best value is the VIP membership, which includes all pay-per-views for free. There you go. So check that out, ROHWrestling.com. Join Honor Club. And if you want to book the Kingpin, make the Kingpin a part of your event when he's not jet-setting all over the world for Ring of Honor, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. All right. We are back right here next Monday for episode 99 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Make sure you get your voicemails in. Roasting us for episode 100. That is 401-584-9726. That number again, 401-584-WPAN. Till next week, here's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Thank you.